Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today. And though I cannot see you, I want you to know that I do appreciate you. And whether you're driving down the road or sitting in your home or find yourself at work, I hope that you're having a great day in the Lord. And uh, God's so good to us, isn't he? It's amazing how we can speak into this microphone uh, from our radio studio where I am in California. And wherever you are today, you can find yourself listening to my voice. But more importantly than that, hearing from the Word of God. By the way, that's what we need. We need more Bible in our life, more Bible in our world, and uh, it'll fix a lot of... It's amazing how folks just hate God so much that they refuse to see the obvious. When you cut God out, trouble comes in. When you cut God out, sin comes in. When you cut God out, things fall apart. And we could remedy most of the problems we find in our society if people just uh, get saved, hear the gospel, and then start living according to the Bible. I tell you, it'd fix a lot of problems, wouldn't it? And uh, we could change out protesting in the streets and destroying property for loving thy neighbor as thyself. And I tell you, just have revival. Wouldn't that be a blessing? I'm praying for revival, by the way. Don't you think God can do it? If you don't think God can do it, you might not know much about God. Don't put a, don't put a, cl- a, a clamp on God. Don't put a, a bind on God. Don't put God in a box. Here's something that'll help you. Just because you can't do it doesn't mean God can't do it. And when I reach the end of my ability, I've barely crossed the starting point of God's. God has no boundaries. The horizon looks endless, but it's not. You can reach that. But when it comes to the horizon of what God can do, it's very much so endless. It's eternal. And God can send revival. You say, but so-and-so's in office. Yeah, but God's on the throne. You say, but life is hard. Yes, but not too hard for God. You say, but the problem is great. Yes, but God is greater still. You say, but I'm under this pressure, but he's able to bear it up. And whatever it is, can I say, God is greater than. He's a greater than God. He's an able to God. Much more than this, he said he could do, and I'm glad for that. We're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And we're going to talk about a phrase here uh, in verse number 18. We'll read verse 19 and 18, and maybe a couple more. We'll see. But uh, I believe God will help us through this phrase today. All of us at times find ourselves in places where we need deliverance. Deliverance. That word deliver, what's it mean? It means to pull out of. It means to save, in essence, to deliver, to bring forth, to bring through, to get them through, to deliver. And we're going to talk about that for a moment. While you're finding your place in 2 Timothy 4, let me invite you to visit Help for Today. The web address is helpfortoday.org. It's the number four, helpfortoday.org. And this is a free resource put together by the staff of the North Valley Baptist Church and the faculty of Golden State Baptist College. And our desire and the design of the website is simply to be an addition, a supplement, a help in the Christian life. Now, you'll find articles written for the family written for music ministry, preachers, media ministry, missions, all those topics. You'll find devotional thoughts, all of that, and it's all in one spot. It makes it very easy to use, very easy to navigate. Just go to help for 
today.org and you can check that out. Also, you can subscribe by just typing in your email address and we'll send you articles free each day right to your email and you can use those articles like I do, almost like a daily devotional. And I tell you, I always enjoy reading my help for today articles. So check it out and uh, you'll enjoy that. Second Timothy chapter four, we're almost through. I say we'll do one or two more broadcasts, this one and one more, and then we'll be through second Timothy chapter number four and all the way through the book of second Timothy. And then we'll begin in the book of Titus. And I'm looking forward to that. You'll find some similarities, by the way, between Timothy and Titus, but uh, we'll see that as we journey forward into the word of God. Now, Timothy is a younger man, Paul, his father in the faith. Paul is writing to Timothy. The reason Paul wrote these letters or epistles to Timothy was to help Timothy set the church in order. Timothy was a pastor, and as a younger man, he needed instruction. And by the way, I thank God for mentors. I thank God for seasoned people. And you ought to take heed to that and sit at the feet of seasoned men. Talk to someone who is where you want to be. Don't take advice from those who've not even traveled the road yet. All right, so Paul's writing to Timothy, and in this last chapter, he's telling Timothy to keep on preaching, to not stop preaching, to be faithful in preaching. He begins to name some people as he closes out his letter. He names Demas. Of course, Demas is a quitter. Nobody wants to be a Demas. We don't want that attribute uh, in our life. And then he mentions Luke. He mentions Mark. He mentions Tychicus. He mentions uh, Cretans and others. He mentions a man who caused him much trouble. He mentions in verse number 14 a man named Alexander. Alexander was a coppersmith, but more than that, he was just annoying. That's what he was. He was a troublemaker. He was a scorner. He withstood Paul, and Paul calls him out. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the reason Paul calls him out is to warn Timothy. And by the way, I've said this last broadcast, but if somebody was a problem at that church, they're going to be a problem in your church. It do pastors good to call the former pastor and check on the standing of those people who suddenly showed up with big smiles and a big offering at your church. Anyway, let's move on. And he said, verse 17, he said, that the Lord stood with him. Now, in verse 16, he says, All men forsook, all men stood, uh, forsook me, but the Lord stood with me. And I'm glad for that truth that when friends may fail and family forsakes, that our Savior stands. And thank God he's there when others might turn and run. Jesus doesn't, he stands. And he says here, let's read verse 17, Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. Not only did he stand with me, but he strengthened me, he says, that by me the preaching might be fully known. Why did Paul, uh, or why did the Lord stand with Paul? Because Paul had a calling, Paul had a duty, Paul had a job to do, and that was to preach, might be fully known, that all the Gentiles might hear. Paul's the apostle to the Gentile, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. What does that mean? Well, I think it means he was kept safe from that demonic oppression, the devil himself trying to destroy the life of Paul. Also, he was kept out of any kind of uh, arena. He didn't have to get cast into the lion literally either. Paul had been kept safe. Why? Because Paul had a job to fulfill. Paul's the preacher to the Gentiles that they could be saved by grace through faith. And thank God for that. I'm in because of Paul. And you're saved because of Paul. Because Paul preached to the Gentiles. All right, now, verse number 18, the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, there's two words I want you to see in verse 18. The Lord shall deliver me and preserve me. The Lord shall deliver me and preserve me. I said deliver means to save. Deliver means to get through. Deliver means to pull out. Have you ever seen a, a, a thing of jelly or a, a jar that says preserves? It's almost like jelly. 
It's preserved. What does that mean, preservation? It means to keep. It means to secure. It means to sustain. So Paul is saying that the Lord is going to save me from my trouble. He's going to get me through my trouble, and he's going to preserve me or keep me safe all the way to heaven. Now, can I say that is consolation? That is something to shout about for the child of God. Paul said, it's not easy down here. I've been persecuted. I've had people forsake me. Alexander was a pain in the side. He's a burr in my saddle. But I have this promise. The Lord strengthened me. I know he'll deliver me, and I know he's preserved me. Now, I'm talking to people today. You're listening on this radio broadcast that you're in a straight right now, a season right now, where you feel like, how am I ever going to get through this? i tell you how you're going to get through it with God. That's how you'll get through it, with the promise of deliverance. He'll deliver you. He is able to deliver thee. Thank God he's able to deliver thee, the song says. And he is. He delivered us from hell. He saved us. That's right. He saved you. He reached down to that miry clay and pulled you out. Set your feet upon a rock and established your goings. If he's good enough to deliver you eternally, can he not deliver you daily? If he can keep you out of hell, can he not keep you out of hot water? If he can get you out of perdition, can he not get you through your problem? If he can keep you out of, if he can keep you out of a lake of fire, can he not keep you out of out of the troubles of life? Sure, he can. He'll deliver, and we have that promise. The Lord shall. It doesn't say that he might. It doesn't say that he can, though he can. But it says he shall. It's definite. He will. He'll deliver me from every evil work. And he'll preserve me, Paul said. Thank God for that. You're going to have enemies assailed. You'll have adversaries. All of us have to fight with the devil. He's our adversary. He's a roaring lion seeking to devour our life. He'd like to make shambles and shipwreck of our lives so that he could destroy the testimony of the Lord. But thank God for the promise. Our Lord will stand with us. Our Lord will strengthen us. Our Lord will deliver us. And thank God he'll preserve us. And here's where he's taking us unto his heavenly kingdom. This world is not our home. We're just a passing through. And one of these days, we'll trade out gravel roads for streets of gold, barbed wire fences for gates of pearl, a trailer down in the holler for a mansion. Say amen right there. Our name on a tax return for a name in the book of life. I tell you, you can't beat that. And thank God we're headed that way. So wherever you are today, hang on. Help's on the way. He'll deliver you. He'll preserve you. He'll stand with you. He'll strengthen you. Until next time, keep praying for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.